No, 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 it's alright. They can fix it later. Uh, this is the Inverted Look, episode number six. going on everybody it's been a couple weeks since i've been able to do an episode of the inverted look i apologize for that i've been a little under the weather had some stuff going on uh but i'm ready to talk about some video games if you're ready to listen to me talk about video games first video game i want to talk about is assassin's creed unity i picked it up and uh it's it's, it's been a roller coaster game for me uh, the, the morning that I went to pick it up, I, I had read that the review embargo was until noon that day, uh, so the game would technically be on sale for a full 12 hours before any reviews could come out, and I started to worry a little bit. Um, I picked up the game, put it in, uh, started it off, and I was like, hey, hey this is looking pretty good. It's got a good lead, kind of reminds you of Ezio, kind of charismatic and troublemaker, but on the good side, the rogue type, I guess I you could say. Now, uh, in the, the game looked beautiful. Uh, the graphics were great. And then as I was playing through the first few minutes, I jumped off a building and fell through the world. And that put me into an infinite falling cycle. It was funny until I later on read that people were having this issue happen to them all the time. I also noticed that the frame rate was dropping like crazy when I was playing. Um, not into like the single digit frame rates like I've seen for some people's games, but it, it just did not feel very fluid because of this frame rate stuff. It was supposed to be locked at 30, I think, 30 frames per second. Then as I'm playing along, I, I come up to a little treasure chest, which is one of the collectibles in the game, and I go to open it up, and I can't. And it says that I gotta go uh, download the companion app and play on it to be able to open up this chest. I, I, I get that they want people to sign up for side services, but please, when I spend $60 for a game, don't make me go. Don't don't put pretty much in-game physical advertising for your other services in my game. Make it optional. Don't make me sign up for stuff to be able to get chests that are sitting there nagging me on my map in my game. Also, I found out that uh, people on, I think it was specifically PC, were having cutscenes of people with no face. So, <laughs> in the cutscene, the... The character on screen would have just a pair of floating eyeballs and some gums and teeth. Look like uh, one of those toy chattering teeth uh, things that you wind up. That's what it looked like. <laughs> it's actually kind of horrifying, especially for one scene when when there's a kid there and she has no face. Needless to say, this has been quite a buggy game at launch. It has not been a smooth launch for Ubisoft here with Assassin's Creed Unity. Um. Some other minor complaints that I have. Uh, they took out some abilities that, you, that you've just had for a very long time. Now, some are still in the game, but you have to progress to a point and spend skill points on them. Like, one example is uh, double assassinations. So, it's ever since Assassin's Creed 2, you've had two uh, hidden blades, one on each wrist, so you can take out two guys at a time. Well, now in this game, to do like a double air assassination, jump off a building and take out two guys at a time, uh, you have to unlock that skill. I, I'm not about games, and I know I know it's hard with having a yearly franchise to keep stuff fresh and to come up with new ideas, but I do not like having abilities that I've had and I've gotten very used to taken away from me just 
to to put behind a wall that I have to get over. It's like at the beginning of Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, which was the follow up to Assassin's Creed 2, which I consider 2 to be my favorite of all time and Brotherhood a close second. At the beginning of Brotherhood, Ezio gets hurt, the main character, and you lose one of your blades and, and you can't do some of the stuff that you that you could before. But it opens up relatively early in the game. Uh, this double assassination stuff was like halfway through the story, I think. I think it was sequence 5, and there's 12 sequences uh, that I had to get through before I could purchase with skill points uh, this double assassination thing. I did not like that. I don't like that. Other things that they removed in Black Flag, you could whistle to get guys to come to you, like if you're hiding behind cover, to take them out. Took that out. Um, you can't pick up bodies and move them anymore, which for a game where stealth is kind of the thing, you're an assassin, and not be able to move bodies, that's kind of lame. On top of that, uh, in the other games, you usually had three save slots to go through um, to where you could have different progressions going on. Uh, in case you wanted to start the game over, you could start from the beginning. In this game, you do not have that. You have one save, and it's because of the co-op. Your character that you build and you customize, he is the character that you take into the online co-op. So to start the game over as a new assassin, uh, that would take more saves, I guess, on their server side. I don't know. I'm not a technical guy. Uh, but yeah, they don't allow you to do that. Now, you can replay sequences at any, at any time. Um, through the story and, and that kind of thing, but no, it's just one save. Uh, enough griping about the game. I, I actually like the game a lot. I think it's a shame that it came out in the buggy fashion that it has. The frame rate still hasn't been fixed, but it's not unbearable to play. Um, they've had two patches so far. They're working on a third. Um, there's tons of stuff to do in the game. There's all kinds of side missions. When you look at the map, Paris, which the game takes place in the French Revolution, um, Paris is absolutely massive. Um, and there's around every corner there's something to do the main assassinations in the game the big set pieces uh, hence the whole name Assassin's Creed are completely open-ended which I really like um, it reminds me a little bit not quite as open as but a little bit like Hitman almost uh, in the way that you can approach missions and how you want to get into uh, where you need to get into to kill the guy you're supposed to kill as I mentioned the game takes place during the French Revolution however that's kind of just the background and, and setting uh, for this thing. It doesn't really do a history deep dive into the revolution uh, of what's going on. It mentions some players here and there uh, in the revolution. Um, it, the co-op missions also tell some interesting story that I think may be based on true stories. Um, I found that pretty neat. Speaking of the co-op, I think it's a great idea. I've always wanted Assassin's Creed co-op, but I don't know if it was my connection or if they're still just working on some issues, but the lag is pretty terrible when you get up to four players in there. I, I see people in the crowd skating across, uh, not moving their legs. They just look like they're floating across the map. I'm getting hit by people that aren't even close to me because I, my connection hasn't caught up. Uh, it was a little frustrating. The last co-op mission that I played, though, um, was just with two people, and it ran really smooth. Uh, so I don't know if that's another thing that they're just ironing out or what. The story is serviceable. It, it's pretty good. It's not as terrible as you may hear it is. Uh, part of it is, part of the reason why this has been such a roller coaster game for me is because I'm kind of an Assassin's Creed fanboy. I, I buy them every year. I, I love them. Uh, so, you know, it's a love-hate thing where I want to see it for the good game that it is, but there's a lot of stuff holding it back, and I know people who don't have a love for the franchise, if they would jump in on this game, they would not see anything special about it. And that's just the thing. It's not going to blow your mind. If you don't like Assassin's Creed, if you haven't before, with the exception of Black Flag, 
um, this is not going to blow your mind. The reason why I say with the exception of Black Flag is with the ship components and that kind of stuff, Assassin's Creed Black Flag felt like its own little world. It felt like a completely uh, different game from the other Assassin's Creeds. Unity is not the only one that's had a messy launch. Uh, Halo Master Chief Collection came out on the same day, and it took them quite a long time. I don't know if it was two weeks or one week to get a patch out to where you could actually do matchmaking in the game to actually play online with other people. It was having matchmaking issues, which Halo is kind of carried by its multiplayer component. And people were so excited to jump back into uh, Halo 2 multiplayer, which has been offline for a while, and Halo 1 multiplayer for the first time ever. And they just couldn't buy in the game. Uh, that stinks. Call of Duty Advanced Warfare, uh, it had multiplayer issues that needed patched. GTA 5 on next-gen consoles, current-gen, there, there it is again. <laughs> GTA 5 on PS4 and Xbox One, how about that? Uh, you were supposed to be able to uh, import your character if you played on 360 or PS3. Um, that had some issues. They got resolved relatively quickly, but people weren't able to play online with their, their characters that they had worked on on the older systems. Far Cry 4 was having some PC crashes, and I'm not sure if all that's straightened out either. And then uh, World of Warcraft, Warlords of Draenor, 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 that expansion that came out for that game uh, was having some huge server queue problems. Uh, where people were like waiting, waiting in a queue of like 3,000 people to get into a server, which is pretty nuts. Um, but MMO stuff's always rocky at, at the beginning. And uh, from what I understand, they've, they've made good on it. Everything's running fine. And they even gave people a free five days of game time to make up for the time that they couldn't get into the game. Something that may have had to do with the problems with Draenor is not only did they have a DDoS attack, a denial of service attack, I think that's what that stands for on their servers but they've also jumped back up to 10 million subscribers uh, 10 million players playing their game so um, I think the record's 12 I think they had dropped to like seven some so they're back up to 10 million players so I don't know I'm not even sure if they anticipated that many people coming back to play that game but uh, from what I hear it's good I've never played World of Warcraft but people love it some other games that have come out, uh, Smash Brothers Wii U, and I'm hearing nothing but good things about that. They, Nintendo rarely puts out a broken game. I, I, they Their quality control is pretty good, although I'm not sure how much of their games are very online heavy. Um, in the same vein, they also announced that new Super Mario Brothers Wii, the one for the Wii, not the Wii U. Great naming of systems over there at Nintendo. The one for the Wii has sold 10 million copies now, so that's crazy. Mario continues to do well and I completely understand I actually last last weekend played some uh, Mario on the Wii it was great fun it's a great game also another game that came out is Dragon Age Inquisition and I'm hearing all good things about that I tried jumping into uh, Dragon Age with the first game and I get that combat man I'm not a fan it's just not my type of game I'm sure sure there's people out there that love that but I, I'll, I'll take Mass Effect over Dragon Age anytime and Lego Batman 3 came out, and there were, like, no reviews for it at all. Like, IGN just posted their review the other day, and it came out on the 11th. And the, everybody's like, ah, it's more Lego. I'll, I'll probably end up getting it, though, still. Like I told you, I, I, have, I have a love for the Lego games. And one other game that's completely solid experience that I've been playing recently and having a ton of fun with is Towerfall. If you don't know what Towerfall is, it was a game that came out on the Ouya which was like this little, I think it might have been kickstarted. 
system that everybody hated, but this was the only good game on it, and it recently came to PS4 with PlayStation Plus earlier this year, and uh, I finally got to sit down and play play it with a couple of friends. All I have is two controllers, so we were playing against each other, uh, trading off controllers, but that game is so much fun. It's so intense. It gives it gives you the same kind of thrill that Smash Brothers would. Uh, it's just the same kind of local frantic co-op uh, that I really dig. Uh, it's styled like a little 8-bit game, and you play as archers, and you're trying to shoot each other on the on these little 8-bit maps uh, where it's like Pac-Man rules, too, to where if you go through the bottom of the map, you come out of the top, or if you go through the left of the map, you can come out of the right. Uh, I actually got a cool kill where I shot an arrow through the left side of the map, and, and it came through on the right side of the map and hit hit one of the people I was playing with. That's a great game. I recommend picking it up. I think it's 15 bucks if you if you don't have it with Plus, with PlayStation Plus. It's 15 bucks, but uh, I, I'd say I'd drop that much money on it. I mean, I dropped 12 bucks for Surgeon Simulator, and that, that game's so dumb. I, it's fun, but that game's so dumb. Uh, but I think 15 bucks on Towerfall would be money well spent. So all kinds of games coming out. And a whole lot of rocky launches. It seems like consoles have come full circle to meet the kind of PC side of things where stuff ships broken and they just fix it later with a bunch of patches. Which can be frustrating. And I think the only way to fix that is to stop buying games at launch. Stop pre-ordering. Just buy them later when they're, when they're running and when they're fixed. Uh, that stinks because, you know, especially myself, I like to be a part of the conversation when a game comes out. But if, if this is going to be the pattern to where you're getting games that are just marred experiences until the developers can, can figure out how to get it running right, uh, maybe I can just hold off until I play the game the way it's supposed to be played. Uh, without further ado, let's get into news. I don't have much news this week. Starting off with our first story, Just Cause 3 has been announced and it's coming out in 2015. I haven't played the other Just Causes, but there's like a cult following with that thing ever since the uh, mod came out on PC for Just Cause 2. It's like it had a resurgence. I think the game came out in like 2010? Just Cause 2? You can tell I did a lot of research before this episode. Uh, Anyway, the new Just Cause is set in the Mediterranean. The developer said that they're going for a balance of outright stupid and fun. And that sounds like fun to me. These games are just outrageous. Grappling onto a jet and surfing it through the air and causing as much destruction as you can. Uh, It it seems like fun, and I'm dying to play some more stuff on PS4. They did say that there will be no multiplayer at launch, so they're not adding it in the box with this one right away, Uh, but they did say to not lose hope. So here's hoping that that turns out to be a good game. Maybe maybe they can launch a game with no problems at first. Far Cry 4 came out on the 18th and got pretty good reviews, seems to be doing well. However, there were some PC players out there complaining that they did not have a FOV setting in the menu. The FOV is the field of view setting to where you can kind of, if I understand the concept, I'm not a real PC gamer, but if I understand the concept, it kind of extends your peripheral vision. I don't know. I, I know some people get motion sick if they don't have the right field of view just depends on the person. But anyway, people were complaining about have, not having this FOV setting in their game. And uh, the developer tweeted out, Hey, if you're complaining about not having an FOV setting, that's because you have a pirated copy of the game. Uh, he didn't say that word for word, but <laughs> this is pretty hilarious. These guys just outed themselves as, as uh, people who have pirated the game. 
That's pretty great. Ubisoft isn't the first developers to put these kind of measures out there to figure out who's pirated the game or to create a frustrated, frustrating experience. Uh, for Batman Arkham Asylum on PC, people who pirated the game couldn't uh, use Batman's cape to glide, which is kind of an essential me- mechanic to that game to beat it. Um, yeah, there's there's actually one part that you'll get to if you can't glide, you'll you'll just die. You can't make it past that. Sims 4, which came out recently, if you pirated the game, the entire game just looked completely pixelated. You couldn't really see what you were doing. Dark Souls, uh, they would have a phantom, uh, like a ghost figure, invade your game uh, that was unbeatable. You, you can't beat him. He would just kill you over and over again. You, could, you couldn't play the game. Another example is Mirror's Edge, which is EA's free-running first-person game <laughs> uh, where you had to use free-running like parkour tactics to beat the game and uh, any time that you'd get close to a big jump or something you'd slow down to almost like a crawl and you couldn't make any jumps so you'd die that way i love it i i I hope that they keep coming up with creative ways to find people who pirate games i think it's hilarious a few lucky and schemey folks got some 90 dollar ps4s thanks to walmart's price matching I saw this on Kotaku. Uh, So what somebody did was create a fake listing on Amazon uh, (laughs) for a PS4 for 90 bucks. They printed it out and took it into Walmart and uh, said, hey, your price matching says that if I find it for lower, you'll match it. And these uh, employees were fooled into selling PS4s, which are $400 for $90 to the schemer. Um, (laughs) what they did was they named the seller as Amazon Electronics, all one word, but they took out the second A in Amazon. So A-M-Z-O-N Electronics. That's pretty smart. Uh, I'm sure Walmart didn't like that very much. And as a result, they changed their policy on price matching. So now they will not price match any third party sellers anymore. They've re refined their list of who they'll price match with. Uh, but there's some lucky people. I actually saw one guy get it for 50 bucks. That's so crazy. That's nuts. I feel like not that every Walmart employee is going to know, you know, what these things are going for or what they are. But I feel like, you know, seeing something that's usually $400, $350 off. That's that's pretty nuts. And for my final story, the video game awards are coming back this year. If you didn't see last year's video game awards, uh, it was their first year to where Spike TV wasn't in association and wasn't being broadcasted live on TV. You are one of the lucky people out there. That presentation last year was absolutely terrible. It was so stupid. It was first year in a long time that I just could not watch it because it was just that bad. Uh, but it seems like they're getting their stuff together to put out a better product this time. It's not going to be on TV. It, it will be streaming online. Uh, but what here's here's why I'm bringing this up, and the, the, pretty much the sole reason. Um, in their teaser, they had Scarecrow at the end of it, and people are speculating that there's going to be some Arkham Knight news coming out of this. I, I'm sorry, I'm a fanboy of the Arkham games, Batman Arkham games, so I'm I'm excited about this. There's also some rumors uh, for for maybe a Fallout 4 announcement, so I'm going to be tuning into this. It's December 5th at 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, is the new video game awards, and hopefully we'll get some news on some upcoming games. I know Arkham Knight is nominated for most anticipated game of 2015, uh, so here's hoping that we get some news out of that. It, on top of that, uh, PlayStation is holding their own little 
fan fest called the PlayStation Experience. I think it's December 9th. Um, so hopefully we get some news out of that as well. Uh, and I'm, I'm hoping that they have the Order 1886 there because I'm interested in that game, but they haven't sold me on it yet. So not much of a story here, but I'm excited. All right, that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you so much for taking your time to listen to me ramble about video games and video game news. Pick up Unity. Maybe around Christmas. I'm sure it'll be fine by then. I, I think it'll be a fine game. This show is part of Morning Supper, so you can follow it at soundcloud.com slash morningsupper. Uh, we're also on Facebook, facebook.com slash morningsupper. And you can email me any anything that you want to talk about, any kind of game news, uh, theinvertedlook at gmail.com. That's theinvertedlook at gmail.com. Send me some of those emails. Give me some stuff to talk about. I'm sorry if I sound a little sick this recording. I just got over a cough, and that's one reason why I didn't record uh, over the past couple weeks. But I appreciate all of you for sticking it out with me and, and hearing me ramble a little bit. Sorry it was a little short on news. Not a whole lot of going on besides games just coming out. So I'll have, try to have a little bit more for you maybe next episode. Just depends on what's going on. This was the Inverted Look, episode number six. Thank you so much, and I will catch you next time. Mm-hmm.